Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of random, funny content picked from around the web, like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. The podcast is taken right from our Uncle Reddit YouTube channel and placed here for those of you who prefer to listen to the stories without having the need for text on the screen. I upload several times each week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the fat guy with the beard telling stories. Welcome back, guys. So, again, no kitties to show you today, but let's see here. How about Cassie? Cassie was a dog we had for, oh my gosh, we probably had her for 12, 14 years. She was one of the best dogs I ever had, man. I still don't even know what fully, what breeds she was. I know she was a mix, mutt. We we tend to get our pets. We adopt through the Humane Society and other sources. Yeah, just a great old girl, man. So, uh, yeah, enjoy looking at Cassie while we read stories today. What do you mean I need to shut my computer down? End user comes in. Can't see Wi-Fi networks on their machine. Last time this happened, about a week or so ago, we restarted the machine and boom, there they were. Explain to end user that they should shut down their computer when they finish using it, for a multitude of reasons, but for the sake of brevity, I said, they get tired just like us. End user comes back into my office today with laptop in hand and says, the internet is doing it again. And I said, I'm sorry, can you remind me what it is? And end user says, no Wi-Fi networks are showing up. So I ask, have you restarted the machine? To which the end user replies, well, no, but I just shut it down last week. Am I going to have to keep doing this? (laughs) And I said, you really need to shut your computer down more than once a week as they storm out of my office in a huff. Is it 3.30 yet? Oh my gosh, people act like it's such an inconvenience to shut down their computer. Yeah, I get bad about it. My wife is worse than I am. But, you know, even I know that when things slow down or get quirky or, you know, Wi-Fi networks don't show up, the first and best thing to do for your computer is just do a complete restart. Shut it down, restart it. And I don't know how true it is, but somebody told me that doing a restart from the start menu is actually better than doing shutdown and then powering it back on. I don't know. A lot of you guys will know better than me, so let me know down below. We've never had Wi-Fi in this building. I was unfortunate enough to be hired onto a company about two months before code hit my country. I was certain I would be let go. Lo and behold, I wasn't. But for a very unpleasant reason. But that story's for another time. For now, just know this company outsourced their IT, but didn't really know why they did it or what exactly was outsourced. When we went to remote work, we had downsized to just our HQ. We used to have one other office site further into town. During that time, I was tasked with going down once a week when no one was there and assist with getting Zoom calls set up in various offices so other team members could use them when it was their turn to come into the office. It was beyond simple and kind of a waste of time. However, on my first day at HQ, I pop open my laptop and notice I don't see a network with a name that I'm used to for this company, but I do see a few Wi-Fi printers, some weak signals that are likely from the neighboring companies, and then a full signal admin network. My first thought, oh God, please no. So I call my new boss, former boss who I had only had for a month was let go due to COVID, and ask what Wi-Fi network is used at the office and what the password is. She paused and says she doesn't know as she's never been to HQ and that I should call person X as they worked out of that office full time. I call person X and below is that conversation. Me. Hey X, do you know the Wi-Fi and password for HQ? X. 
HQ doesn't have Wi-Fi. Me, confused now, but starting to piece together a scary fact. Me, okay, so were all the PCs hardwired? X, nope. Okay, then how did you get to the internet when you were here? I used Chrome. Me, but, you know, never mind, I think I found what I need. I hang up, realizing I was on my own here. I look at the admin SSID and say, F it. Click it. Password required. I type in admin. Connected. I call the outsource IT company and they confirm that that was indeed the network for the building and they pre-map all laptops and PCs to that network to automatically connect when they set up a new user. I ask why the password and network were still factory admin settings. Their response? Eh, they didn't ask us to change it. Holy cow. I mean, listen... I'm a one-man show in a little dinky retail store, and even my network's more secure than that. It just makes no sense. By the way, hopefully the nasal sound is getting a little bit better from the last video, plus the fact that I'm a little less in a uh, Nyquil daze. Google Bing. Another tale from Out the Hours of IT Desk. What? Me, Service Desk. Caller. Google Bing isn't working, is the system down? It's very important that I use the Bing. Note, yes, the caller actually said the Bing. Me, I'm sorry, can you confirm which system you're referring to as I'm unfamiliar with that? Caller, Google Bing, really, how can you not know this? Me, Google Bing is not a system we support out of ours nor in ours. This sounds like a mashup between two different search engines. What exactly is happening? Caller, I need Google Bing to do my job. This is unacceptable. I can't find Google Bing anywhere on my PC. How dare you remove this? I need you to fix Google Bing immediately. Me, may I remote in to take a look? I spend five minutes setting up a remote connection. Turns out that caller had a shortcut in her desktop called Google Bing. This opened the Bing search homepage in Google Chrome. Ugh. She'd accidentally changed the name of the shortcut from Google Bing to something else and hence couldn't find it. Me, okay. That's been renamed, so you're good to go. Caller. Next time, don't mess around with my computer. I know you guys changed this. I'm not stupid. I have a certificate of proficiency in computering. <laughs> Me. Okay, thanks for calling. Click. Note. Yes, caller actually said computering. I died a little inside after taking his call. <laughs> I wonder if he got his certificate of proficiency on the Google. <laughs> Arrogant coworker gets impatient and tries to do my job. A few years ago, I was working IT support and data analysis at a smallish, roughly 50 people company. I'd gotten the job thanks to my father being the head of IT and had spent the last few years trying to prove myself and I generally liked my job, was good at it, and most people respected me. Even though I was young and looked younger, I had worked there longer than about half the company because we recently expanded to double the number of employees. I was in charge of assigning laptops, among other things, and I was the first line of support if something techie went wrong. One of the newer employees was a multilingual sales guy I'll call Marty. Marty had a high opinion of himself and his own capabilities, including with technology. Instead of asking for help or resources from the IT team, he would rather look up problems himself and try to solve them, sometimes using free software downloads from random websites. You may think that this is good, less for me to worry about, but I liked helping people with their tech issues, and he had a knack for making things worse. He somehow managed to get a virus on his company MacBook, some tool that also happened to divert all his network activity to a random IP, a huge security issue. One day, Marty had a laptop problem that he couldn't solve. 
He didn't like it, but I told him he could either take it to an Apple store himself, it was under warranty, or I could reset it, but keep his files. He took a day to think about it and decided to let me reset his MacBook. I had informed him that I would have to perform a full backup, and this could take several hours depending on how many files he had. So I started the backup process in the morning and tried to go about the rest of my job. But Marty decided to park himself on a chair between me and my desk neighbor and watch the backup. It made me uncomfortable to have Marty in my personal space and sharing my desk with me. I told him he could still do a lot of his work via his phone, as other salespeople do when I work on their laptops. And in response, he asked if he could use my phone charger. I tried politely hinting at him to go find somewhere else to sit, but he didn't get it. So I straight up told him he was in my personal space and making me uncomfortable and to go find somewhere else to be and I'll inform him when the migration is done in a few hours. The backup took longer than expected due to the number of files Marty had. Marty had decided rather than sitting at his own desk, he still wanted to hover nearby and was on his phone in the IT lounge area and making people who work in that area slightly uncomfortable. The backup completed after lunch, but I had a meeting to attend with the VP before it finished. I rarely had meetings and this one wasn't long, about a half hour. When I got back to my desk after the meeting to check the status of Marty's laptop, I saw that it was behaving unexpectedly, netbooting. I asked my desk neighbor, Victor, if he had done this, and he told me no, but Marty had been at my desk while I was away at a meeting. My mind quickly filled in the blanks of what must have happened while I was away from my desk for just a half hour. Impatient, Marty had come and wiped his hard drive as according to what he had read online. I had done the full backup because it was policy and just in case but I knew his problem would probably be solved if I reinstalled the OS but kept his files, and it would take less time too, but he had wiped everything, and also managed somehow to wipe the recovery partition too. This man is dangerous, and I knew thanks to a mistake I had made months before on a different laptop that this job had gone from almost done to taking up to 12 more hours to complete. I was ticked that he somehow thought that he could just walk all over my work. I was ticked that I would now have to work on this overnight because I don't want to keep him away from his laptop for more than a day. I angrily confirmed with Marty what he had done and informed him that he had really messed up the laptop and I definitely wasn't going to get it up and running today, but I was still angry so I told my dad, the head of IT, what had happened and he agreed that Marty had crossed a line. But I was still angry and so I told Marty's boss, the head of sales, what he had done. Marty had also talked to her and she convinced me to lend him a spare laptop to use until I could finish fixing his. I confirmed with my dad that I would give him the oldest, clunkiest spare laptop on hand and he agreed. That made me feel a little better, like at least Marty would be a little inconvenienced by what he had done. Marty had majorly inconvenienced me. I took the Amnesiac MacBook home and fixed it overnight, downloaded Mac OS and installed via USB. I restored Marty's files. I gave him back the laptop the next day. I was still pretty ticked at Marty, but he insisted he needed to talk with me privately. He took me into a room to basically say sorry and asked me not to tell on him next time. Oh, really? I said whatever and left the meeting room because I just wanted him out of my face. When he gave me back the old loaner laptop, he told me he liked it better than his shiny new one and asked if he could keep using it. Oh my god. This slightly angered me further because it was supposed to be a punishment. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to like it. I had to tell him no because company policy. I'm not giving him an out of warranty laptop. I'm normally an easygoing, forgiving person, but Marty thinking that he was entitled to do my job for me? Unacceptable. Too long didn't read. It takes hours to back up this guy's laptop before a reset. I leave my desk for a short meeting and return, and he's taking it upon himself to wipe his hard drive, causing me many hours more work. He then asks me not to report him next time he screws something up. Oh, another one that must have gone to the school of computering proficiency. I don't understand what 
makes people think they can do it better. If that was your if that was your skill set, that's that would be your job. You wouldn't be in sales, dumbass. I don't know. Getting a prompt for admin credentials. Been working for a BPO IT service desk voice account for some time now, and this story didn't happen to me, but overheard from my coworker. My coworker asked one of our lead the issue of his current call. This made me and the lead laugh that the caller is calling in because she's trying to reformat the company-provided laptop, but unable to because asking for the password to get into BIOS. The coworker asked a follow-up question on the reason on why needed to reformat. This is the part we started laughing. She liked the laptop so much she likes to make it her personal laptop and do so she needs password for BIOS for reformatting. Our lead was upset at the same time laughing about the call. Said to ask if she had permission from her direct manager to do so because every company provided equipment is recorded in the company inventory. She answered no and reasoned out that since she's retiring, the company no longer needs a laptop. My coworker informed her she needs to reach out to her direct manager if she wants a laptop, or if she didn't, this would be charged as theft if she didn't return it. She realized her mistake and went to her direct manager. At the end of the call, we were all still laughing about the call and how ridiculous her thinking was. I think I pulled a jaw muscle trying to read that. I'm not arrogant enough to think that everybody in the world speaks my type of English. East Coast American redneck. I I get it. But when things are typed in broken English, I have a really hard time translating that in my brain. So forgive me. And it's amazing how many people think that company provided assets and tools just automatically become theirs at the time of retirement or when they just leave the job. If that was the case, I'd have a lot of vehicles and spare laptops and cameras and job site trailers and yeah. There's always another way. I was responsible for onboarding a scientist with a dual PhD in engineering and computer science. We have a checklist that includes things like make a company email, install secondary authentication app, etc. Each time I tried to start one of the items, he responded that he really didn't need that or didn't want that on his phone. I was dumbstruck. I'd never run into any new employee who just noped out a technology checklist. I advised him to check with his hiring manager who routed the situation back to me asking for workarounds. And so we did. He was granted authorization to access a shared mailbox on a shared computer for all team communication. For secondary authentication, instead of an app on his phone, he now receives a phone call with a code to enter. We got him an external hard drive that we backed up each week so he doesn't need to connect to the internet all the time. His projects mostly involve coding directly on his machine, so there was no need for constant internet connection, and so on. Everyone's happy. I don't know if it's because he thought he didn't need all that stuff. Maybe he didn't. It just seems harder to do the workarounds than to just do it the way the company does it sometimes. I don't know. What do you guys think? Hey, if you guys enjoyed this video and want to see one just like it, click this video on the screen right now. I think you're going to enjoy it. See ya. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.